the Wheel of Time Turns and Ages Come and Pass, Leaving Memories That Become Podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 43 through 50, which is the end of The Great Hunt. Woo! The, the ultimate chapter. <laughs> so previously, the horn hunters are taking their damn time getting to Falm, doing nothing. It's really boring. So we leave the horn hunters for a little while, luckily. Uh, meanwhile, Rand's fan club goes on a road trip through the ways, and they get betrayed by Landrin of the Black Aja, but they ultimately are undecided about who gets to marry Rand. It's a bummer. <laughs> After all that discussion, we don't know. Uh, Egwene is enslaved by the Shanchan, and things get really uncomfortably tortury. Uh, that's about it. That's yeah. all that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I just realized what you're pissed off about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> among, probably among other things. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so. I well, you know, I, I have to say, you know, after last episode, we were talking about how we really wanted a min chapter. Mm-hmm. We got a min chapter. Yeah, there <laughs> we you did. go. We finally did. Though I have to say, it's a little, little on the display. Which but. starts with her crying, because Egwene is getting tortured. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a fair reaction, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's, uh, she, we, we get a lot less of the the reading than I would like to yeah, see. that's right. That's chapter 43, A Plan. Oh, sorry, yeah. With an icon of Adam. That's Okay. You can freeform. Uh, I think it's Idom. Really? Actually, yeah, I know. I went and looked it up. What Idom? Yes. I, oh. Wait, what is Idom? That's the the, the collar leash thing. A A apostrophe. A apostrophe Dom is Idom. Go look it up. It's in the pronunciation guide. That's it cannot actually, be right. He he mispronounce he pronounces words in the weirdest ways. It drives me crazy. You know what? Kyrian. <laughs> Come on. That's it is. Clearly the it's Idom. It's the very first thing in the glossary. Idom. Idom. Yeah. yeah. Idom, Damani, and Soldom. 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 Yeah, it's like S-U-H-L. he pronounces the E. He made a bunch of faux Asian sounding things, like, you know, with the, these things, and then pronounced them wrong. Yeah. You know? Like he pronounced them like an American would pronounce Japanese words. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, that, that might be pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Min's crying, uh, and she leaves Egwene to her torture because Egwene was a. Starting to be tortured. And there's, and there's really nothing she can do except make it worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she meets Nynaeve and Elaine, which is really nice. And what's the, what is Nynaeve the first thing that she says to Min? What is it? She comments on her dress. Cause, what the fuck? Because Min is super cool and Min only wears breeches until now. And the first thing she says is, that color becomes you. You should have taken up dresses long ago. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, hey, you're crying. And, oh, where's Egwene? That's right. Something horrible happened to her. Then she starts asking yeah. about it. But no. But first, we first have to talk about the fucking dress. <laughs> what the fuck? Especially because it, it, I think it's out of character for Nynaeve. She doesn't seem like somebody who cares about shit like that. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. she's kind of, maybe it's her, like, caring about conventions. Because I think she kind of cares about that. But Robert Jordan just thinks that's what women talk about. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. But if <laughs> I finally... about like, clothes. If this is a woman conversation, i got to get this clothes stuff out of the way. <laughs> but, like, ugh, this drove me insane. Yeah. I, I, I made a note. I was like, really? That's that's the, the, the topic one that we want to discuss? She's crying. It's like, oh, nice dress. Yeah. They parted from each other on terrible, you know, when terrible things were happening. We still don't know where Egwene is. Not, oh, I'm really happy to see you. What's going on? Are you okay? Oh. Or no. where's Egwene? Where's Egwene? Yeah. 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 I, I guess I, I didn't notice it because I thought it was more along the lines of, Min, you look so surprising and different in a dress, you know, which she probably would. Like, more like a, I almost didn't recognize you thing. 
Yeah. Then she should have just said that. That's not what she said. You're right. Yeah, she said that color becomes you. You look really good in a dress, man. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you should stop being so unconventional and wearing your boy pants because you're so cool. (laughs) So men, being cool, has like a dude lined up to sail them out of fall. Yes. If she can figure out a way to get Egwene out. She's been, you know, she's been taking care of business a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. is that is pretty cool. And of course, it's it's Bail Uh They go meet Bail Dolman, uh, which is, you know, because that's awfully convenient that this other person we already know happens to be the person they meet. But whatever. Yeah, and he says, "Give me a domine of my own on my deck, and I will sail this instant." Which is some pretty pretty nice uh, foreshadowing going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Yep. Pretty obvious. So uh, he tells him. Uh, they, they have a conversation. He tells them a horror story about how an Aes Sedai got captured uh, mm-hmm. by a dominee that was, that was actually another Aes Sedai that had already been captured. So this slavery is just really totally works, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even an Aes Sedai who, you know, they've been through all this training and they have all this, you know, power in the yeah. real world. There's a slave now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm still on my rant here. So I just also want to point out that it's one page and a half after they meet until Elaine sighs, I wish Rand were here. She blushed and quickly added, well, he does have a sword. In this, okay, so actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I made a note of this. It doesn't even make sense for her. She doesn't know Rand can channel. She doesn't know that he can actually, he, that he's like. Right. She met him one time. Yeah. Why, like, why is she like, oh, I wish Rand, like, that doesn't make any sense yeah, for her. Yeah, that's right, because she, li- I think that's literally the only time she met him was that's in the right. gardens back in Andor. she's a princess. Yeah. Sorry, daughter heir. Yeah. And they, I mean, I know that they spend a lot of time talking about him, so, but, but it, for me, I don't understand why her character would be thinking Rand is the one who could save us from all of this in this instance. I, I feel like Robert Jordan either feels like there has to be a certain story arc, or he can't avoid writing a certain story arc where the girl gets in danger and the guy goes riding to the rescue. Yeah. And so it keeps popping up, even though... That's not what's happening in these books, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy is not writing to their rescue. He doesn't even know they're there, right? Yeah. yeah. But he, so he there's, but yeah. there's he, these he hints in, of that storyline. Yeah. yeah. And she says, you know, he, because he has a sword, but like, come on, lady. Like, you don't need a sword right now. You guys can literally do magic. You can blow shit up. Why are you That's trying to find point. one guy with yeah. a sword? Why do they need a guy with a sword? Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all for Rand to be the one to save them in this instance. In Elaine, in Elaine's mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe... Egwene would say something like that because she knows that that Rand is the Dragon yeah. Reborn has like super magic powers. Yeah, the only for Elaine, the only thing I could think make would make sense is is Min or Nynaeve saying, "I wish Moraine and Lan were here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are powerful and competent. Right. Maybe sword is just penis. <laughs> oh, and maybe she's just horny. She's and like, we do I can have use a dick in. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I wish I could get some dick in. <laughs> Even though this is great because we get a great Nynaeve thing where. She, she tells Elaine, well, it isn't swords or brawn we need right now, but brains. Men usually think with the hair on their chests. <laughs> Which I means. didn't quite understand. Yeah, what does that mean? You think with the hair on your chest? It's just another naiveism it where it's just like men are dumb. and Men are dumb and, and think that violence solves all problems. Is that Even what though it means? this is a particular problem that could use a liberal application of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I'm just thinking with the hair on my chest, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I am super excited because we do. I remember I was complaining in our penultimate 
uh, <laughs> discussion about how we never find out more about what Min is actually seeing, which I thought would be super cool. But then we do find some things that she sees. She sees a man's ring of heavy gold floating above Nynaeve's head. Which is Lan's ring, probably. Which is Lan's ring, because apparently that's the only important thing about Nynaeve's future is... This dude who she's in love with. Yeah. That's all. The only thing we need to see. Nothing about her being one of the strongest channelers ever. Or, you know, anything else. Yeah. And then it says, above Elaine's, a red hot iron and an axe. Which mm. I thought was interesting. But we don't get any explanation for that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Min doesn't know. Yeah. That, yeah, that, she that, doesn't. That's, that's, that's a, yeah. For, for, these, for, for Min, she actually probably knows less about this than we do. She doesn't know what that gold ring is. So, yeah. you know. Anyway, uh, Baildomon agrees to take them if they can fight off the Domine. Uh, and they sort of let him believe that they are Aes Sedai, which yeah. they sort of kind of are a little well, bit. Well, I mean, like, they aren't, right? I mean, yeah, none of not. them are. Yeah, but they can channel, they can fight the Domine. Yeah, and Nynaeve has definitely been making good use of her Aes Sedai ring, the, the serpent ring. True. Yeah. So that's a plan. Chapter 44, Five Will Ride Forth, The Flame of Tarvalon. Uh, I think Five Will Ride Forth is some kind of prophecy, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I think I remember it from the the bit. Oh man, they have like um. Oh no, I'm thinking of the the dark prophecy. It I, wasn't I the went dark and read prophecy. the dark prophecy. Yeah, it's, it's not, not in that. that. It's yeah. not the one that twice who shall be marked by the herons. Twice and twice shall be marked. That's oh, the one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I think it that was Vandine and Adelaus when Moraine was there studying. Mm. Right. That that was the one that Moraine and um, Swan right heard when they were young from the lady. The, oh, is the that form. that one? Maybe, maybe not. I thought the lady when they were young, she was just like. He just got born, and then she died. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Perrin, Matt, and Huron are uh, following Padden trail. They found it on their their plan that they came up with at that end. Mm-hmm. But before they can really do anything about it, a bunch of white cloaks charge in and Gross. nearly catch them at a village. Yeah. I hate white cloaks. I hate these guys, yeah. And they have it out for Perrin. They do, yeah. They, they, they spot Perrin and... Like, even, like, in a fleeting thing, is like, that reminds me of that one dark friend I met that time that yeah. I really hate. I mean, to be fair, Perrin did kill two White Cloaks, so. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. That's true. He did. I mean, not that he didn't have it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For being White Cloaks. Yeah. And, uh, but they, they managed to avoid the White Cloaks with the help of wolves. Perrin has become adept at, at talking to wolves and being a wolf bro. Yeah. I'm very glad the emo Perrin is over, too. Yeah, he still seems a little emo about it, but he's he's getting over it. Yeah, yeah. we don't have a whole lot of him just being sad about yeah. having these fucking awesome wolf powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it sucks that I can, like, read wolf minds yeah. and, like, talk to wolves and see in the dark and all these yeah, awesome yeah, things. I hate being able to hear things no one else can hear. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, is there a downside to his? Like, everyone else's abilities has, has kind of, like, a heavy downside. His doesn't really, right? His downside is that he has golden eyes, which I think is actually kind of cool. I think yeah, he's sweet. worried about losing his humanity. Eh. Yeah, it's eh. true. Yeah. I mean, eh. humanity's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Not when you can have wolf, wolf anity. Amity. Yeah, wolf bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, wolf bro, yeah. Uh, we'll caninity? Caninity? Lupinity? Lupinity. Lupinity. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Lupinity. Yeah. Uh, so we, we switch to the White Cloaks, and, and Bornhold is sneaking his legion to Falm. Which I don't exactly understand why he's doing this, yeah. but he does it. Uh, he, he's he's got himself convinced that the Shan Chan are just like a bunch of dark friends, and I guess that's his deal. He's like, this is a dark friend army, or this is an army of the shadow, 
And while they kill a bunch of individual people who they claim are dark friends, they don't really run into big armies that often, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I think that in the broad in broad strokes, the right thing to do is to lead your army to fight the Shanshan, right? The Shanshan are invaders, they're evil, they're slavers. But he doesn't know any of that stuff. And the, and the book doesn't really specify why he's doing this. Yeah, that's a good point. He's going against his orders. Yeah, yeah, because he's been hearing from the questioners that he's supposed to... He's, he, the, the questioners have been... He's been placed under the the the, the control of the questioners or whatever, yeah. and he, he's just like decided he's not going to do what they're saying anymore. Yeah, which he says, is no, screw them. I'm just going to lead my legion to go attack the Shanshan. It's the which is probably again the right thing for him to do, but he doesn't know that. Why would he know that, right? Yeah, it's all supposition. I, I'm not exactly sure. He's just and, decided he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. But he sends Bayar, uh, Child Bayar, the the crazy guy, mm-hmm. uh, off to warn the the rest of the world about the Aes Sedai, which or, or the Shanshan with their Aes Sedai, as he calls them. I'm I'm losing track here. Do we know if Bayar is evil or not, or we just like think he's evil? Like, he's a fanatic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. He's a he, zealot. The he's guy. A, he's the guy who was any... beating Perrin up, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, I, in my opinion, he's evil, but he's not necessarily a dark friend. Okay. That's not established. Right. Yeah, it's like the Nazis just following orders. Right. Yeah. yeah. Except he seems to just be a real dick about it. So even... as opposed to the Nazis. Oh no no! I mean, like, he, he's, I would say he's not just following orders. He's he like seems to really embrace the the, the meanness of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's cruelty. You know, about as bad as Nazis. I oh, okay. These guys are not. These are like Nazis. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The the anyway. Uh, so Bornholt expects to die. He's leading his legion. He expects yeah. to lose and to die. Why do that? Also, if even if you think we need to kill all these people, why not just go get more troops or something? I guess he thinks that it'll be too late if he goes all the way back. And, yeah. Because, I mean, they are pretty far from everything, right? And it, it's made clear that he that there's a a flying shape above them that he doesn't see, which is a Shanshan scout, right? They have flying beasts. Mm-hmm. I assume so. So he's not even going to catch them by surprise. This is just a total... Bad move. I mean, do you think this is just Robert Jordan's way of dealing with religion? Because, of course, they're supposed to be religious guys, so maybe it's this idea of Bornhold being a martyr to the cause? Hmm. Or fanaticism. Yeah. Yeah, That's it, yeah. Religious fanaticism, Maybe it doesn't... It makes perfect sense to him to just lead his troops there and die, because that's that's what crazy people do. Hmm. Well, so we cut to Rand training with the sword, training Heron waiting in the rushes. You know, in case he ever has to sheath the sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sheath his own sword. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, getting kind of lonely, so, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ingtar's criticizing him, like, oh, why are you doing those moves? And Rand's like, it's for balance. <laughs> yeah, right? Which mm-hmm. is a good answer, right? Yeah. Balance is good. Uh, but Ingtar's a douche. Now. So it, Perrin... It used to be cool. Yeah, it used to be cool. Perrin, Matt, and Huron return, and uh, they know the horn is in Falm. They follow the trail to Falm. Uh, so the, the place that we've been talking about for the last few chapters is indeed where they're going. And uh, Viren makes a plan for a small party to go in after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is awfully specific. She picks Matt, Perrin, Rand, Ingtar, and Huron. Five it, people. Yeah, it seems like she's like selecting from the group. You know, that it's like, no, you can't go because whatever reason, but you can go. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of yeah, an odd thing. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a real, like she, like a tactical decision. It feels like she's got something else in mind. It feels like a prophecy because she's drawing weird figures in the dirt too while she's yeah, doing right? it. Marks for each of the people and then it becomes a wheel, but she scrubs it out and mm. it's confusing. But I just wanted to say we get a 
good description from her, a better understanding of how the pattern actually works. Because I know oh, that was yeah. something yeah, yeah. we were wondering about. It says, with Tavaren, what happens is what was meant to happen. It may be the pattern demanded these extra days. The pattern puts everything in its place precisely. And when we try to alter it, especially if Tavaren are involved, the weaving changes to put us back into the pattern as we were meant to be. It's very hmm. fatalistic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's got a thing that the pattern has a thing that it wants to happen, and it makes all these random events occur to to put the pieces in place for the thing that it wants to happen. Right. I think this is a better explanation because I was confused about the Tavaren's role in this. If they're the ones who actually change the pattern, or if the pattern changes them. Yeah, I, I guess the Tavaren are just a focus, really. Mm-hmm. Like that that's a person that the the pattern uses to send around changing a bunch of things around. Mm-hmm. But what that means is, if you're around a Tavarin, your life changes. You, you end up being in a very different place than you would before. That's definitely representative of what we've seen so far. Every time Rand runs into someone, they go and join an army. Or, yeah, which would know. explain why maybe Elaine is still asking about him, is because he's Tavarin, and and the pattern like made him fall into her garden so that it could like make her fall madly in love with him right away. Uh and it seems arbitrary, but it's, job. it's the pattern or something. Yeah. Her job is to fall in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so they head off to Falm. And uh, I was a little surprised that Varen didn't go, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, she she's... Um, yeah, I don't... I, I, I was surprised about that as well. I, I mean, it does... I think her explanation is something like, I can't actually use my best... my Do, do what I do... In there, because I'll just get collared. So yeah. I guess I think that's a reasonable explanation. But she does feel like she's just like an observer in all of this. Mm-hmm. Brown Chap- Aja. Yeah, Brown Aja. What yeah. are you going to do? What are you going to do, Brown Aja? So chapter 45, Blademaster. With a Heronmark sword. And this this chapter is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's got some cool scenes in it. It's just like, it feels, well, we'll get to it. Uh, so uh, Nynaeve, Min, and Elaine capture a Soldom. It's like all, they've got, this feels like an Ocean's Eleven kind of like heisty sort of thing that they're like, all right, now we need to get disguised. We right, to- yeah, and they're they're posted different positions and they're they're like got special hand signals for each other <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed unnecessary. Can, so, oh, can I just say it makes me really happy because she managed Nynaeve manages to get the collar. Off of the off of the domine, and the mm. first thing the domine does is exactly what I would do. She punches the soldom in the face. <laughs> the right first thing like, she does, and punches in the face and, and sprints away. Yeah, yeah. fuck magic. Which, I'm just gonna punch a yeah. bitch in the face. I mean, yeah, like, I was, that's a pretty reasonable response. I was actually a little surprised. I thought these people were all broken. You yeah, know, because they've been slaves for their whole lives. Uh, but this one, like, without even really any hesitation, she's just like, "No, it's go time. This is the first chance of freedom I've ever had. Maybe she's one of the, maybe she's only recently been captured. Yeah, yeah that, that we, could be they it. brought some Damani with them, but for sure, but I, I, it seems like they, I think that they were saying that in every village they're taking people that because they, they're better at finding channelers than the Aes Sedai are. Yeah, I, I guess my, my story instincts were telling me they were like they were going to expect this Domini to be happy to be saved, but actually she's like a true believer and she's like, no, you can't save me, I'm property or whatever. I think someone probably would react that way especially the those that came with him originally yeah. but but it didn't happen punched her in the face that's great <laughs> yeah and then just ran for it and uh they they've got a plan they're gonna use their clothes uh of the the soldom and the domine if they had managed to get it to sneak into the domine house we get lots of descriptions about clothes well, lots and lots clothes are you know 
they're relevant here. Mm-hmm. But but the description is like, oh, but it's too tight in my boobs. And like, yeah. oh, I oh, that. Yeah. Not tight enough in my butt. You know, it's like, okay. Like Robert Jordan says, Nenev has big boobs. We get yeah. It. We get it, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. And then they specifically say, uh, she puts the other, the other woman puts hers on. It's like, it's too big in the chest and too tight in the hips. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, when they go and start playing around with the the idom, <laughs> Nynaeve can use it. Yeah, she can use it, and it works on the Suldam. Uh huh. Interesting. That's definitely not the way we've been led to believe that's supposed yeah, to work. Yeah, that's not not how not what we've been told. Yeah, uh, and so they take the instead of having one of the one of the other heroes being the pretend dominee, they take the actual Suldam, uh, who. Is just terrified, and she's destroyed by the fact that this works on her. Like, it, as well she should be. She knows better than anyone what what yeah, is capable. Like of a lifetime of torture and slavery, or whatever. And and like, is this the first time she ever put herself in those shoes and thought about what it might be like to live life that way? Well, they I, they they certainly dehumanize the what are they called? Demani. Yeah, they certainly dehumanize the Demani. So she probably didn't ever think of them as actual people. Yeah, this this rings a little bit false to me. Because they, they don't think of them as people. So it, it would have taken her, I think, a little bit longer to, to realize that, oh, I'm just the same as a Domini, aren't I? You know, she was unless, unless she always sort of suspected. Yeah, maybe she always knew. So, yeah, they go uh, into the lion's den. After a lot of dressing and undressing. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Stable. But, yeah, we no, get no, lots right of though. descriptions about, yeah. Putting right on and now. taking off clothes and helping each other put on and take off clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what... Because Robert Jordan. Isn't that what girls do? Yes, women. Constantly. When they're going on a secret mission. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Can you help me with my décolletage? I, I like the little moment they had here where Nynaeve is like... The, or, or Seta or whoever, the, the Soldan they captured is like, where are we going? And they're like, into the lion's den. And the other person says, to dance with the dark one. <laughs> <laughs> you know they practice that ahead of time. I know, right? <laughs> okay, first things first. We've got to get our cool lines yeah, down. Snappy one-liners, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a little snippet of Doman on the ship waiting for them. Uh, and his, his sailors want to go, but they can't because Doman's the captain. He says, settle your bowels, man. <laughs> That's a pretty good thing to say. <laughs> I like that. He's a good character. I like yeah. I like Devon. But then we get Rand. And so the Rand Five uh, regroup after sneaking into Falm. They, and their shitty up. disguises. Yeah, so they talk about their clothes a little bit. They have a yeah. bunch of poor people clothes. That's true. They don't fit them very well. Yeah. But uh, they don't talk about how they fit around their dicks or anything. So I'm just <laughs> out there. Oh, it was too tight in the, <laughs> in the groin because his penis was so big or something. You know, they, they, don't, they don't say that. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah, point. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, so Huron has found the trail, uh, and they go searching for it all subtle-like. And I, they say, you know, they walk just like any other group of five people walking together. <laughs> and they uh, they track the horn using Huron to... Uh, or they're tracking Fane. Yeah. Uh, and they track the trail to a heavily guarded house. Where uh, Matt takes over the tracking with his tracking. They, like, <laughs> everyone here is trackers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got Perrin tracking, we got, like, yeah. Huron tracking, we got yeah. Matt tracking. Yeah, and the trail uh, leads away from the house, but Matt knows the dagger's in there. So, yeah, so he, so he, they track him. And they think, like, well, now we know where it, where it is. And Ingtar's like, let's go break in right now. Uh, and he's really pushing it. Yeah, it's super uncharacteristic of him. He is throwing all caution to the wind to get that horn. Yeah. He like, even, like, jumps the fence and, like, kills a guy, right? Yeah, right? They, yeah. they go around the back of the house and, and, yeah, jumps the fence. And he's all like, he was sloppy. 
he took it for granted or something. Yeah. He, he was overconfident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even wearing a helmet. You know? <laughs> it's like, geez, dude. Yeah. yeah. There's no plan here, right? They're just going in here. But it totally works because they get right to the horn. They just go in the house, go upstairs, and there it is. And uh, the dagger, too, right? Yeah, and the dagger, which uh, Matt grabs. Yeah. Even though we have another uh, description of how the Shan Chen have women who wear transparent white robes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they're like in Matt's the house. Matt's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Matt said hoarsely, you could see right through. Inktar clapped a hand over Matt's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Inktar. Yeah. <laughs> This is okay. This is more evidence for my my defense of Matt. He says the truth. <laughs> Everybody else is like lying to each other, lying to himself. Not Matt. We're trying to find the horn of valor and the and the dagger that I'm gonna die without. But yeah, let's talk about these super transparent boobies. They're all thinking it. Only Matt's saying it. I mean, you know, men they only think with their chest hair or whatever dumb thing it was Nike said earlier. Uh, I think with their ball hair. Yeah. Well, speaking of, <laughs> uh, it's a trap. Uh, they, the Turok and the guards uh, surprise them. Uh, open, you know, there's guards like all over the place coming in all the rooms, and Turok's there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is who it was that killed my guard." <laughs> Which, yeah, duh, you know, yeah. his guard. <laughs> I mean, that's they, what that's that. for. And Matt like nicks a guy, right? Yeah. The the guards are because Turok is he still is in the hierarchical Sianchen mold. And he's all like, well, just, he tells the guard to just go get the horn, and the guard expects them to just give it up, because no one in Shanshin would disobey the Lord of the Blood. Right. Yeah, and Matt scratches him, and he dies screaming. Yeah, Matt's dagger is like a plus four to fucking you up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, so, this is the first time we've actually seen this happen, though I believe Fane hinted at it, that when he got someone with a dagger, it was just a horrible, horrible way to die. Yeah, just the worst. I mean, just a scratch, too. Yeah. Uh, And so then there's, here's a frankly pretty silly scene where everybody but Matt starts fighting the guards and Rand squares off with Turak in a sword fight. Yeah, I mean that's it's 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 it strikes me as pretty unrealistic that it would just like break out that way like okay, you go over there, you go over there. Even if like even if that's what you're going to do, you're going to split up, right? Ingtar would be the guy that fights Turok. Yes. Ingtar yeah. is a sword master. Yes. And I think it's pretty amusing too, so it's Rand and uh and uh, Turok, who are facing off, and the servants begin calmly folding Turok's robe. <laughs> and they kneel by the door and watch with impassive eyes. So they're like, okay, yeah, guess, he's gonna, guess my lord's going to fight now. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. How often does this happen? Do they have a protocol for this? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, but Turok is a blade master. He has yeah. a Heronmark sword that he actually earned, unlike Rand. Well, except don't his fingernails get in the way? Uh, you know, you'd think they would, but I guess not. Yeah, they talk about his fingernails. Yeah, he has long lot. fingernails. That are painted, one of them on each hand is painted blue? Right. Yeah, lacquered, and that it's like a sign of rank or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think different fingers mean different things. I think we've seen a couple different people with blue painted nails, or different blue painted nails, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's so silly how the, well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. The, so Rand starts sword fighting him, and at first Rand refuses to use the void, because... It's too close to sight in, which I I, I wrote in my notes, dumbass. (laughs) This is like, you're fighting a sword master. This is like as close to an emergency as it gets. Right. There's no better time to use the void to do good sword fighting. Also, he's just seen Egwene, which he wasn't expecting. And he sees that she's uh, imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. spotted her out a window. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he knows now (laughs) that he's supposed to rescue her. Uh, so this is sword fight. The sword fight itself is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I, again, he does. He writes really great action scenes. Yeah, I like the thing he does with the stances, the the sword forms. 
they're just so evocative that you can sort of kind of tell what's going on without him like giving you minute detail. Yeah, agreed. I was a little confused here Mm -hmm. because it says Rand charged the river undercuts the bank. He dropped to one knee, blade slashing across. He did not need Turok's gasp or the feel of resistance to his cut to know. He heard two thumps and turned his head knowing what he would see. This is like one of those. Did he cut classic... off his knees? Like cut him off his no, knees? No, this is one of those classic like <laughs> yeah. samurai movie yeah. scenes. Where How many just, like... samurai movies have you seen? Yeah, uh, I've seen Kill Bill. Uh, is there one of those in Kill Bill where oh, there? Yeah, there's samurai fights, but oh yeah, it's it's... A... is there one of these? Because it, it's a, it's a very it's a it's it's, it's an a iconic very, thing, a very iconic scene where the the hero does a slash and then like has doesn't even turn back. It's it's cool, sort of like cool guys don't look at explosions. Sure, sure. But it's with swords and. Yeah, and the, the person behind him is just like standing there, and you don't know what's happened. But then he like oh, he dies. But yeah. what were the two thumps? Guy falling down. Yeah, oh. like, he, like falling to his knees, dropping oh. a sword. Because I thought he was like literally cutting him off at the knees. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. Cut him in half. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think be, he just that'd yeah. be three thumps, right? Like the the lower legs, the two lower legs, and then the upper body. One big thump. Two I thumps. I didn't <laughs> think that deeply about it. <laughs> Come on, Alice. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I think he just like yeah, he cut him open and he bled out and yeah, and died. he like fell down like. Like a person does, maybe on the knees and then fell fell down. Yeah. Maybe sword. But, but this is a super samurai fight thing to, to, to the way for it to end. Yep. So is this also super like that because the servants see what happened and they murder themselves? They commit no, suicide. No, that's just crazy. Okay. <laughs> Again, this this like when it, when I, I was like, why? You know? Okay, I get it. The Shanshan had this crazy structure, but like. That's their that's their chance to get the fuck out, right? But wasn't that a thing like the, the Japanese killing themselves for the emperor when the emperor was, dies, or the Chinese the servants who were buried alive with their? With yeah, there's uh, various cultures have done that. The Egyptians did that too. Yeah, the, the servants to to serve them in the afterlife or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe I, well, that's exactly what it is, right? The or from the, birth to death. Yeah, that's what they say. The servants say from birth to death. So I guess it's just the deal is. They are, they belong to that person, and when they when he dies, they die. That sounds mm-hmm. like a pretty shitty deal. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're a lot younger than the person that is dying yeah. or that you're serving. That's true. But I guess that's how the shanshin work. Yeah. Uh, in in this is a very like samurai duel kind of thing, and in, in samurai movies and in, in popular depictions of the the feudal period in Japan, like there was there was a lot of suicide, but it was. More like suicide for honorable reasons or suicide because you're a samurai and you can't get a job in the later periods. Like you have no master and, and you're starving. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't like this where you watch him die and you just kill yourself right away. Yeah, it, 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 it felt a little silly, but you know. I mean. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is really silly. Yeah. Uh, and so the, it turns out the rest of Team Rand killed all the guards. Now let's do a little math here. Yeah, there were. They specifically said there were four or five guards at either door, so we have we have eight to ten guards. Right. One of them got daggered right, right away, so we know the groups they split up into. Yep. Perrin and Urin took four to five, four or five guards. Yep. And Ingtar and Matt took three or four guards. Yep. Really? This seems well. I mean, apparently these guards suck, right? I mean, like. They don't wear helmets. They don't wear armor. I don't know. I mean, are they, they just... Must, they these, never get tested? I, I mean, these guys were badass. Like, the Sanchin don't give a fuck. Soldiers fight all day. Well, apparently they... And these are the, these are the guys' guards, right? The Lord's guards. But, but yeah, okay, but aren't they the guys who probably have the least work? Like, nobody nobody in the Shanshen messes with the, the High Lord, right? 
Uh, I guess so, but you, you'd think that they would train. Yeah, that's not a good good enough explanation. No, yeah. no it's done. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can buy that Ingtar could take one of these people one-on-one, right? And I could buy that maybe Ingtar and Matt could take two of them. Maybe. Though Matt's not a warrior. He's not. And he's got a dagger. He doesn't have a weapon. He yeah. has a murder dagger, though. All he, he, he does, does have to scratch someone. It is a murder yeah, dagger. but like, yeah. you can't get in close. Like, a sword beats a dagger nine times out of ten because you can stab them before they get close and, to you. And you bet after that display, they are got their eyes on that dagger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Perrin? Perrin has never fought anybody. He killed those two white cloaks. Yeah, he was in like a wolf rage or something. Yeah, maybe he's going in wolf mode. I guess. And Huron, maybe... I just don't buy this. Like, they, no. they killed everybody in the it, house. It did seem a little ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't buy that Rand could beat Lord Turak. He's not a he's not a blade master. It takes not, yeah. years of training to become he a blade He trained master. with Land for like two weeks. Yeah. And most of that was like girl talk. <laughs> it, it, this has got to be Tavarin thing. Yeah, it must be. Or or maybe... I mean, I know Luz Theron Telamon was a blade master. So maybe so he's he's, it's his like past life coming through. Yeah. If so, there's no hint of it in the text. They, they definitely have not started talking about that kind of thing happening with them at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, they flee because they just killed the, the they, Lord of this area and a whole bunch of people. Uh, they, they, they just walked in. They just walked in and killed them all. Yeah. I, I mean, they had a bunch of soldiers out front. They were expecting them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Fane specifically said, watch out for these people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. That's It feels just like an arbitrary ending. Like, yeah. And then they went and killed all the people. And then they bail. Uh, they just bail on Egwene, by the way. You know, Rand's yeah. like, I know Egwene's in there, but, you know, I guess we gotta get out of here. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so chapter 46, to come out of the shadow. Uh, more arbitrariness. Uh, there's an icon of the dagger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nynaeve, Elaine, and Min. So Nynaeve, Elaine, and Min sneak into Egwene's room in the Damani house. Uh, and their their plan is really cool. They made it. It worked. You know. There's more commentary here about the clothing you're wearing being more important than who you are. Yeah, that's like right. They, they don't even look at them. Yeah, even though the even though the Suldam is now in the Demani outfit and is in the collar, yeah. nobody notices. See, yeah. I would buy that because their their social structure is so rigid. It may not even occur to them that somebody who didn't belong in that outfit would wear it. Yeah. But would a Soldom not look at the face of another Soldom and know them? Maybe, but it they seem pretty anonymous, don't they? Maybe. I think yeah. there's enough of them that they don't all know each other by sight. Okay. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and we did have that thing where min, they made Min wear a dress because they didn't know what category she'd fit into. And yeah. that was bothering them. That's a good point. So, it's important. Uh, and there's a, a ruckus in the streets... Uh, which we know is because Turok was just killed along with all of his guards and his servants and whatever. He's a big de- like. Is he the one leading the invasion force? I don't. I know he that is. there yeah. there was a high lady too, but oh, but I yeah. think High Lord Turok outranked her. Maybe. I yeah. I thought he was yeah. So this I, is a big deal. Either way, it's a big deal, yeah. especially for a, a very hierarchical society to suddenly lose the boss. Uh, but they don't know about that. They just make it to Egwene, who is very happy to see them. <sighs> And what are her first words? Made me so angry. So Egwene's oh, sitting there crying or whatever. She sees the the women come in to rescue her. It's amazing. She says, I know I'm not dreaming, she said in a quivering voice, because if I was dreaming, you'd be Rand and Galad on tall stallions. I have been dreaming. I thought Rand was here. I couldn't see him, but I thought her voice trailed off. And then she calls the women beautiful and asks uh, Nynaeve about her dress. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And Min said, we know if you'd rather wait for Rand. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she's like, oh, that, and then Egwene says, oh, there's Sita. She's this horrible woman who has tortured me and done all these awful things. I'd like to put her in a pot of boiling water. And Elaine says, what have they done to you? What could they do to make you want something like that? Because God forbid a woman should want violence against somebody who had tortured her. Yeah. Yeah. There, this whole scene, uh, yeah, Egwene is, like, super angry and into revenge, and I totally buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she has every right to want to, to, to torture Yeah, I, I don't think... I'm surprised the other the others were stopping her, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. why not? Fuck these people. Yeah, exactly. And then we've got more changing clothes <laughs> and helping each other change clothes. You know, this is a relevant part of the, the plan here, I'm right? sorry. That one paragraph made me so angry, though. I know I'm not dreaming, because if I would, you'd be Rand and Gallon on horses. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. it's true. She's what like, the fuck? She's just, like, uh, presumably just completed, like, a torture session, right? And mm-hmm. then they, they come rescue her, and she's like, oh, you guys aren't Rand, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, women. Yeah, and so these dudes on horseback, one of whom she's only met, she's, like, barely knows Gallon. Like, she barely knows him. That's true. She's yeah. just... Like, ogled him. Yeah, she ogles him at Tarvalon when he's practicing. You know, you're right. And I, I don't know. This this is my explanation, which is not a justification, is that this is Robert Jordan's either nod to or couldn't get away from the hero writing in story. He's, like, specifically saying the heroes to, the, to the reader, like, I know that what you're expecting is Rand to save her, but that's not what's happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're calling it out in the text. I don't know. That's sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't even notice, but you're right. That's a weird thing for her to say. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Rena comes in, the Suldam, and Egwene jumps her. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Starts choking her, or and then, and then puts the... the, uh, the she, she hits her with the, the, the wash pitcher, just like she thought about doing. <laughs> uh, and knocks her down, puts the <clears throat> collar on her, and starts torturing her right away. Uh, and this is great. Like, this is awesome. Nynaeve stops her, and... Uh, I'm sad. No, don't stop her. Yeah, Torture especially because Nynaeve yeah. is all about the random. She's acts like, of we're violence. better than them. It's like, okay, but still. Yeah, but still. It, yeah, yeah. Nynaeve does hit people with brooms. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, like, we're, I mean, sure, you're better with them, but they should kill these people. There's no there's no angle in letting these people live. Because they should cut their throats and go. As they then say, Rand would kill someone who did a thing like this. <laughs> <laughs> what would a man do in this situation <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like yeah i don't know just from like a i, I wrote down in my notes bad move you know because they, they just leave him behind which on the one hand is it it might be a face worse than death because they're they're in the slave collar now and whoever finds them is going to know that they're potential dominie yeah mm-hmm. uh but on the other hand there's nothing but bad things that can come out of this right they're trying to escape they don't want to raise an alarm they don't want to leave these people behind to get revenge or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't understand. And they're bad people, right? These are people that the world would be better off without. Yep. But Nynaeve stops her anyway. So they just leave them there. Uh, and hopefully they they become slaves, just like they've done to other people. Yeah. I guess that's, what's the, that's the plan. I'm actually okay with this, because I think it I, with them not killing them, because it, it takes a lot to kill someone, I think. I think it would be a little out of character for them to just murder them and go off. It's more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. They're leaving them to what they call a fate worse than death because they yeah. might themselves be slaves because now we know that they can channel too. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think for Egwene, it would make sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Nynaeve and Elaine, even men aren't totally up on, on everything she's been through. Yeah. 
But uh, she's been through so, so like the, the worst torture anyone can imagine. You know, I think that actually would have been a good. Um, I think it would have been cool if Egwene did kill because it would have been shown like the psychological aftermath of this mm-hmm. horrible situation of being captured and tortured. Right. Yeah. Like it drove her to this. I think to violence. I think that would have been cool. It would be some character development. Yes. But her character doesn't change as a result of this. Not really. Well, right? I, I, I mean, think it does a little bit because I was about to get to this. Uh, Nynaeve's plan is just to like bogart their way out of town and just play it cool yeah. the whole way and just walk out. Uh, but nope. The first group of soldiers they see, Egwene lights them the fuck up. He's <laughs> <laughs> like opening holes in the ground and <laughs> yes. fiery explosions. Boom! No, it's fight time. And I, I think that's definitely not something she would have done before. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, and she's, I think it's definitely, it's, it's part of, you know, it's a reaction to what she's just been through. Mm-hmm. She, she hates these people. It's interesting because as a result of her time being a Damani, she's gotten a lot of training that she never would have gotten in the White yeah, Tower. Yeah, the Aes Sedai wouldn't have told told people how to blow things up. Yep. So yeah. now she she has access to magical abilities that nobody's nobody in the White Tower would ever do or mm-hmm. has ever done. Yeah. Uh, so they're, it's panic time for them. So uh, we cut to Bail Domon, who's still waiting. He is, like, this is unreasonable to me. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really know these people. No. He's a stand-up guy, though. He gave his word. He did give yeah, his word. Yeah, but, like, the but city's on fire. There's and, a like, mage war going on in yeah, the city. Like, this is, like if any if there's any time when it's okay to get the fuck out, it is now. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of distraction that he was looking for. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a shifty river trader guy. He's not necessarily that good. But, I mean, he comes through, right? He waits. He sure does. Uh, even through all this. Uh, so we get a little snippet of Bornhold, uh, and he's sending Byer away to like be in subsequent books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he marches into Falm, and this is his plan. I'm like, going to march on Falm with my legion. Yeah, it's not even a good. It's not even a good strategic attack. It's just like form a line, charge of the city. Yeah. What <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah. What's What's the strategic goal here? I don't get it. Flood the city with horses. I don't know. Yeah. Rand team is making their way. Out of the city, and it's all chaos. And uh, Ingtar confesses that he's a dark friend. <gasps> he confesses which, just to Rand, which I guess makes sense with all of the the shiftiness he's been at, up to lately. Right. It, it it turns out that he's he's the one that let the the person into Faldara who took a shot at Rand in the Amarillo seat, mm-hmm. yep. but not I guess the person who let in the Trollocs and stuff. Yeah, he uh, he he's he's very repentant, and it seems almost like. He didn't realize how bad thing like he didn't realize how bad it was going to be being a dark friend. I guess I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I know, you know? Right? Yeah, following the trail of Padden Fane and, and like the the cannibal Holocaust dark friends. He's like, look, I signed up to be a dark friend, but I didn't know I was going to have to kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and he, he makes a, an interesting pitch. Like we we're on the border, and he names a bunch of like nations that we've never heard of that have fallen to the blight. Yeah, and he's like, why you know, and people. You know, people where you come from, Rand, are they? They think Trollocs and Mirdral are fairy stories. So why are we going to spend our lives dying to protect people who won't even realize it? That is a pretty reasonable stance. But being a dark friend, as we know, sucks for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it means, well, usually means you get eaten by Trollocs. I love how he confesses to being a dark friend at exactly the same time that he redeems himself. Yeah, that's super convenient. This yeah. it feels pretty forced. I mean, it makes sense why Ingtar is acting so weird. But I'm sad. I like Dingtar. He's, yeah. I like characters that are just sort of good at what they do and don't spend a lot of time worrying. Yeah. And that's kind of how he, what he was. Yeah, so he, sa- he stays behind to sacrifice himself 
somehow. I don't really understand this. There's just... Like, they find a narrow alley, and he decides to stand there and kill all the Sianchen that come there? Yeah. That's exactly it. He's like, he's like one man can hold against 50 here, which means that he's just going to hold against as many Sianchen as he well, can. Well, so are they chasing them? That's not established, right? Oh, no. No, it isn't, is it? Well, but He's just killing people walking down the street, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they must be chasing them, because they there were, there were armies outside of the High Lord Turok's house. They went out that way, and now I don't know, yeah. I don't know. He's killing a patrol. The patrols are out looking for, I'm assuming, them. Okay, yeah. And so he kills a patrol. And so they couldn't just avoid the patrol? He'd, he'd rather just stay there and... Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like they necessarily to needed himself. to leave somebody behind to, to sacrifice themselves, but he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they, he, You know, Robert Jordan just had too many characters. He had to clean some of them up. <laughs> yeah. You stay here. <laughs> uh, so I guess he redeems himself. It's kind of ambiguous whether he actually did redeem himself. Whether you can redeem yourself once you've been a dark friend. Yeah, he, he has his little thing. That's a, that, that, was it Rand or Ingtar who says that, that there's no no amount of time wandering in the light in the dark that it's too late to be redeemed by the light or something like that. Yeah. There's a thing. Which we don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> so, chapter 47. The grave is no bar to my call. With the picture of the horn, of course. The horn of Valir. Uh, I like this. This, this is cool. This, Even, this felt very Tolkien-esque, actually, to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can like, see that. Like, the bunch of, the, the armies coming together on this great battlefield, and then, like, magic, all and all this stuff all, all around. Yeah, after how, these, so far, this the conclusion of this book has felt very artificial and forced yeah. to me, but this is cool. Uh, so, uh, Rand and his team, minus Inktar, they get out of Falm, and Rand decides to go back for Egwene, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's weird. He decides to go back for Egwene, and he thinks, like, that's, like... He says to his friends, I should never have left. And he thinks, no, that didn't feel right. He says, I need to go back. That felt right. Like, he's not in control of his own actions. Yeah, this is this is weird. This uh, this is, All I could gather is this must be a Tavarin thing. Like, the threads of his fate are literally pulling him towards mm-hmm. what he's, where he's supposed to be or what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it, it, it is... It didn't... It wasn't very clear to me exactly what was happening here, except that that's, I think that was what it was, yeah. he was getting at. But anyway, it's too late to go back because they are trapped between the Shanshan army and the White Cloaks. Yep. The Shanshan army has organized and has marched out of the, the city to meet the White Cloaks who are just attacking the city. Yeah, uh, in and a I, line, walking up the ask, city. who's leading the Shanshan, right? The, mm-hmm. the leader's dead. The, well, the High Lord is dead, but they do have commanders and captains and stuff. That's the kind of thing that usually, you know, puts confusion into an army for a while, you know? That is but, true. But they, they're able to, like, Mount get in battle in order and, and, and fight right away. Yeah. Even though they weren't even, like, marching, you know? They weren't ready to march. These are just the, the soldiers that were in the city. Yeah. How many soldiers were in the city? Because they said it, I, I think they described it like an anthill or something like that. They were, like, the the, the city is black with Sean Chan soldiers. Like, yeah. how many people are there? How many soldiers I guess, they Well, they're there? probably all quartered there, you know, like the British did in the Revolutionary War, just quartered in the in the buildings and the houses. Yeah, so this is like their stronghold. So they and... mustered them all. Yeah. Uh, but and you know what? I take that back. The Shanshan knew the White Cloaks were coming because they, they had that flying scout. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they must have been prepared for yeah, it. Yeah, this is part of the plan. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Rand and his team are trapped, somehow, between these two armies. And uh, in desperation, you know, thinking not of glory, but only of salvation... Uh, Matt blows the horn. I thought I found this kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess because they're all staring at the horn of Valer, which um, is hung at Matt's pommel, which I think is like a 
That's what is that pommel? Oh, it's the, the, it's the, the knob the on the front. Horse. Oh, okay, yeah, the nice. Horse steering wheel. Okay, the horse <laughs> steering wheel. It has to be there at the last battle. Matt said, licking his lips. Nothing says it can't be used before then. I'm like, okay, Matt. That's like a really good point. That's a very pragmatic thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he blows it, which I was not expecting. I was not expecting Matt to be the one to blow the horn. Yeah. You know, Moraine was. called him the horn blower. Did she? At the beginning of this book. Really? Oh. Yeah. All right. I Maureen noticed knows it. some stuff. Yeah. So. Mist arises because mist is what happens when there's magic about. Yep. And uh, and the mist starts coming out from nowhere, coming up from the ground, and uh, we get a, a, the point of view from Bornhold, who hears the note of the the horn, and he says it's he says something like it's it's so joyous he wanted to laugh, and so melancholy he wanted to cry, like it's just an amazing sound, the sound of the horn of Valir. Uh and he leads his white cloaks onto a charge against the Shanshan, who just blow them all up. Because of course they did. Yeah. What did he think was going to happen? They've got magic. Yeah, yeah. They they have effectively artillery, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So no more Bornhold. Uh, we didn't know anything about him, and we don't know why he did that. Yep. But uh, we go back to Rand, and they're they're all surrounded by mist now, and Rand is having this weird kind of out of body experience where he sees the city below him and above him, and he sees the battle happening all around him, but at the same time he can see his friends nearby, and he's not. He, he's not connected to them, but the other his friends don't notice that. Uh, but the but while this is happening, the heroes of legend ride out of the mist. I thought this was cool because they describe them. There's Rogosh Eagle Eye mm-hmm. and yeah. Gaidal Kane. Yeah, who has like Gaidal Kane is like a big muscly dude with two sword hilts over his shoulders, and Birgit Silverbow, who's like this blonde lady with a silver bow. Of course, uh, the woman is the archer. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I thought this was kind of cool. He heard a hundred different names when he looked at each face, because um, it seems like he's re- he's seeing them from all his different lives. He's recognizing them, right? And that's one thing they they say, you know, because they they show up and and they're like, you know, this is all. The, there's only a few hundred of them, and they're like, this is all. I thought they were like, you know, all the heroes of all the ages, and they say. It's the same heroes over and over again. The pattern spins them out in different lives mm-hmm. over and over again. It's just like the wheels, like MVP force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then we see Archer Hawkwing. Yes, who we have heard so much about. I, I, I want to mention something. So what we've been told, what we've been led to believe is that whoever blows the horn controls what goes, what's going on, right? Yeah. So who do they talk to? Well, they, they, okay, they, they say, it's like a little, it goes by pretty quick, but they specifically say that normally they follow the horn, but since the dragon is here, they follow the dragon oh, banner. Oh, okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, they say we came for the, the, we came, we answered the call, but we followed the banner. Yeah. So I guess it's just a special case. I got you, okay. <laughs> but you're right, yeah, because says Matt's the horn. Blue, yeah, right? nobody's listening to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, thank gosh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Archie Hawkwing is awesome, and he, he talks about the heroes and i wanted to note that arthur hawkwing himself tells rand that he is the dragon reborn and rand still does not believe (laughs) the heroes of time (laughs) tell him this and he still doesn't admit it your name isn't rand your name is loose theron (laughs) no it's not no No, i'm not (laughs) yeah right and they all know him you know they're like oh it's you again because we know you because you're loose (laughs) there he's like no yeah, and they, they mentioned that the, they've got different names, and some of the names are names that we would recognize, like Michael. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, 
the hint once again that the real world that we live in is just another age. Michael instead of Michael, Patrick instead of Patrick, Oscar instead of Otarin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so Rand has the banner because for it seemed arbitrary when he was bringing it with him all this time, but it's because he needed it right now. And I think this is super cool that Perrin becomes the standard bearer. Yeah, so Matt's the horn blower. Perrin bec- uh, is is the banner man. Yeah. And Rand is the dragon. They've all got a job. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Matt's the trumpeter. <laughs> so yeah, they ride forth, and uh, Rand tells them basically, "We need you to cut a path for us to to go rescue Egwene or something." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's do it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, they... You love your ladies. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like you've always got woman trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, they're cool. I like these heroes. They're so much fun. Yeah, they 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 they're they're definitely characters. You know, they're not just boring flat thing. They all they have personality. Yeah, and this is what this is what Robert Jordan does best is just really quickly sketching out these characters and just making them feel so lively. Like Rogosh Eagle Eye has such a piercing gaze that you know it makes his name seem dull or something like that. Yeah. And there's something a little sweet too. Current Curran is still there, and he has no clue what's going on mm-hmm. at all. Um, he says, "Well, I've come this far. I think I'll go the rest of the way." Yeah. And Archer Hawkwing says, "Sometimes the wheel adds to our number, friend. Perhaps you will find yourself among us one day." Which oh. I think is super cool. It's not just the reincarnation over and over and over again. Like, right? Yeah. This pretty modest dude who's got like a family. Yeah, and you he's, know, he's he's being a hero in this moment, and the the, the leader of the heroes of all time recognizes him for yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. About, that's like bucket list for heroin, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet. And so, uh, yeah, they ride forth, and uh, we don't see much of what happens right now. By the way, they're riding horses. Are those hero horses? <laughs> right? Yeah. Are they the, Where do the horses the come horses from? The horses of time. These are the heroes of time. Where do these horses come from? <laughs> <laughs> are they the greatest horses? <laughs> they must they're be. legendary horses. Right? <laughs> this is like Stompy Trot. <laughs> right, Main Stonehoof. <laughs> It's totally the horses from My Little Pony. <laughs> right, Sparklefly. Yeah. Shutterfly. Yeah. Uh, so they march forth, but Rand somehow finds them on another plane again, because Rand is having this weird thing where he sees everything happening from different perspectives. Uh, and he's on another plane with Balsamon. Sure. Yep. And he has a sword fight with Balsamon, which is, uh, you know, the same. whatever. But there's something interesting here, because Balsamon says... Uh, what is it? He says that Rand blows. Or he he thinks that Rand blew the horn. Yeah, that's right. So Balsamon. So either something's different now, or Balsamon's vision isn't perfect, or something. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's Yeah, so he, Rand gets in a fight with him, and uh, Balsamon is starting to seem fallible. Yeah. And another thing that I notice is that Rand realizes in this moment that in all those lives he lived, remember he lived all those other lives, he never served Balsamon. Yeah, that's a lie. Yep. That never happens. Yep. Even the Balsamon said that. Uh, so even even when he died crazy or whatever. So the father flies. Father flies. Tells lies. So yeah, there's a cool. Du- there's a duel. Uh, it's not quite as cool as the one with Turok. Yeah. And Rand. It strikes me as kind of like slow paced sort of thing, you know. Yeah, because. There's a lot of unnecessary dialogue. Father of lies, da da da, back and forth. It's the same shit we've been hearing over and over again. Yeah. Fools! Did those other fools you summon not tell you who you are? I'm not. I don't want to be the dragon reborn. You pitiful wretch! Just same dialogue yeah. over and over. Well established. Will you remain a slug beneath a rock? 
you kill yourself while you stand here. The power rages in you. Serve me and live. Serve me or die. Never. <laughs> that's true. That's my dramatic rating of. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Of actually. their fight, yeah. I like it. So uh, that at the end of the fight, Rand sheathes the sword, as has been led up to for this entire freaking book. Wait, wait. So that was that was important, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All those <laughs> times they mentioned it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which means basically letting Balzamon stab him with his staff uh, so that he can kill Balzamon. They stab him too. They stab each other. I want so, to point something out, though. Uh, the staff pierces his side. Yeah. Which is a Jesus reference. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kind of, isn't it? Yeah, when he was the crucified. The, yeah, the spear yeah. in his side from the Romans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah it's Jesus-y. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Rand kills Bosman again. Yep, again. Stabs maybe him this time. Maybe he'll stick this time. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, and, the, and everything blows up. Stabs him. They stab each other. Everything blows up. Chapter 48. The First Claiming. And it's an icon of the Dragon's Fang. So Min is in Falm, and she's looking for Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve. Because after Egwene lit up those soldiers, everybody scattered. And, and I guess Nynaeve, and, Nynaeve started having like a, another crazy magic duel with all of the spellcasters in Falm. Because yeah. Egwene couldn't keep it together. God, I know. If Egwene could have just like held together, they would none, like, this would have been a, a much cleaner Yeah, cleaner these escape. people are mustering for battle. They're not, they don't care about this. You could just walk right out. And I just want to say that this part is hilarious. Because she sees, how do you say it, Birgit? I'm thinking Birgit. 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 She sees Birgit going, riding across the water. She sees this gleaming woman. And she says uh, she, she'd seen too much that day for someone riding a horse across water to be more than a momentary distraction, even if it was Birgit and her bow and Arthur Hawk, Hawkwing. <laughs> like, okay, Min has too much shit going on. Know, right? Like, she can't even process this. She's got this. a lot of her plate. A lot yeah. of her plate. It is pretty cool, though. This, what she witnesses is Birgit, like, shoots her bow and it just, I, like, blows a ship I up. I love this. This is so epic. Yeah, I know. Like, I she rides, it. like, she rides out on the water, like, this shining, gleaming silver figure and the, 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 the arc of the bow, he says, like a silver line connecting the bow and the ship at once, and then it catches on fire. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, it's like a music video or like a news <laughs> video. Like, ah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's glorious. Super cool. I also like how they, they said the ship looked like it had already burned for a while, but it would, the fire would put out, and she just set the fire again, <laughs> and so everybody's scrambling to put the fire <laughs> Oh, come on, She's Rashid. like, I think I already set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. And that's... That's again. That's what Robert Jordan does really good. Is like this. This one snippet of the action is so evocative that that he do, that it does a much better job than pages and pages of text would have. Yep. So it's super awesome, and then it gets super dumb. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I know. Yeah. So the Shanchen are fleeing back to the sea because these unkillable. I guess could you, are they ghosts? They're 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 fog, right? Aren't they made of fog, basically? Or, oh, I think are they're they? made of mist. Well, they can stab people. Yeah, <laughs> and blow up ships. And, and blow up ships. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Sanchen are, are being killed by the, he- the great heroes from all of time. Uh, but Min feels something calling her, calling her to where she's needed, which is Rand. Yeah, is just Is laying in a, a backyard somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's hurt. And, his other, and now his other palm is... Yeah, where his, he, he stabs Balsamon with his other hand, and so now he has another hair mark. Again, a prophecy thing, right? It's like yeah, twice, twice and twice. Yeah, yeah. But his, and his blade is melted, though. Yeah, the the oh, unbreakable blade. His mm-hmm. father's sword. Oh. Yeah, he burned it. So yeah, Min is like, oh, he's so wounded and cold. I'd better snuggle up with him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, here's a bedroom. Cold. Yeah, drags him inside and puts warms him, in him up, and then with their body. 
and then Egwene comes in. No, 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 but she's talking about, she's, she, she has a little conversation with him. I like older men. I like men with education and wit. I have no interest in farms or sheep or shepherds, especially boy shepherds. She smoothed back the hair from his face. He had silky hair. <laughs> There's like the 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 world around them is like chaos and explosions and fire. And she's like playing with his hair. Yeah, and she just saw freaking Birgitta or Birgit. Yeah, Birgit. Well, yeah, she just saw these Birgit? heroes. I think Birgit, but I don't know. Birgit. 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 <laughs> Whatever. She just saw these these characters from legend blowing shit up. And yeah, no, yeah, it's, right. It's noble time. But no, she's got to think about like the. I don't want to have a crush on this guy. Yeah. Yep. And then Egwene comes in and decides that now is the time to have a fit about who's right. You know, I thought they hashed this out like five times. They did, they did over and over again. Yeah, they, they specifically said Egwene is going to give up her claim on Rand, and you know, good luck to the next woman. Well. This is the next woman. <laughs> this is it. You. They even said, look, it doesn't matter who ends up with him, we're still going to be friends. Yeah, and then they like giggled and hugged it out. Yeah, but no. Which is how women seal bonds. By yeah, hugging. right. Giggling okay. and hugging it out. But yeah. So Egwene really comes in and just gives her a death stare for a while and then leaves. Yeah. <clears throat> this is so dumb. And Min is so frustrated about their fight that she cries. Yeah. And of course, Egwene and Elaine are also drawn mysteriously to Rand. Yeah, or his penis. Yeah, I'm sure it's to his dick. (laughs) Uh, But then Celine shows. Celine comes in. (laughs) Now it really is the Rand fan club. Everyone's (laughs) here. Uh, And she comes in and uh, scares the shit out of men. And she says she's Lanfear. What? Yeah, right. Just outs herself. Whoa, we didn't expect that. Wait, she's not not a Kyrian lady or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, right. Who works at the Kyrian library? Yeah, she's so well read. Kyrian librarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a cool bit where where Celine comes in and is Lanfear and Min gets super scared of her. But why did she do this? Why well, did Lanfear come in and say I'm Lanfear? Yeah. Uh, except to to tie off that story thread. And it totally freaks Min out, as it should. Yeah. And then Min, so Celine or Lanfear disappears. Min discovered she was hugging Rand's unconscious form tightly. She wished she did not feel as if she wanted him to protect her. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that. (laughs) You know my feelings. Yeah. Uh, So, the one last thing in this chapter is uh, Bayer got away. Child Bayer of the White Cloaks. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, I'm going to go tell. I I mean, I I guess he's. I guess he's seen the dragon, so he's like, I got to let the White Cloaks know about this. And uh, Lanfear bounces then. She leaves. Yeah. yeah. She just comes in and says, that's who I was all along, and disappears. How yeah. do the White Cloaks feel about the dragon? Do they still think he's something that needs to be put down? I think everyone hates the dragon. Like, every every, every power player, every, every lord, everyone who has any control hates the dragon because the dragon's going to break the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He breaks all bonds, <clears throat> undoes all oaths, and, right. yeah, destroys everything. Okay. So, that they'd probably kill him. Or try. Yeah. And, and, and to say nothing to the fact that He's a channeler, and the White Cloaks hate channelers. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So chapter 49, what was meant to be. The Wheel of Time. So Rand wakes up. Uh, Min is tending him days later. And he almost did not know her because she was wearing skirts. <laughs> because that's what you look at first, is you look. What, what, is, what is that person wearing around their waist <laughs> so that I can know who they are? I mean, maybe Robert Jordan's like super... Never mind. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. 
So, uh, but Min is there. Uh, Egwene, Nynaeve, and Matt, and Huron, and Varen, uh, all of Rand's friends, mostly, have left. Yep. Right? They left without him. They're off to do other things. Didn't which, even say goodbye. Yeah, which actually, that is a note that I felt struck true, you know? These people have other things to do mm-hmm. than hang out with Rand. Yeah, go back to Tarvalon. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's not necessarily in line with everything else they've done up until now. It's true. They've been a little <laughs> Rand-centric, but sure. Yeah. Uh, well, he, while he was unconscious, I'm sure they spent a whole lot of time creeping on him. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching him sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sniffing and, his hair. And uh, Rand wakes up, and he's got, like, a horrible injury where uh, Baalzaman staffed him. Yeah. And, uh, it's and like it won't a, heal. It's like a staff infection. That's But, yeah, but it won't heal. They can't heal it. But Maureen is there. Uh, oh yeah, Moraine. She's yeah. in this book. Oh yeah, I forgot she she's really here. hasn't been around for a while, and we don't know what she's been up to. She says she's been up to stuff, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's been off. Uh, she's yeah. She says she's been like fighting the Shanchen or something like subtly, but we didn't see her. No. And uh, and Rand is like, well, I don't, I don't care about you. I want to be. I'm not gonna let you control me anymore. And they have to clue him in that his fight with Baalzaman was literally broadcast on the sky. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a power ranger. Like the- this is like a Power Rangers like kaiju fight, right? Yeah. Where it's like slow. Like, Ugh, yeah. Whoa, and yeah. they show a drawing that somebody like a street artist <laughs> made because Fom is full of street artists, of course. <laughs> and he's like, we should destroy that. And she's like. Sorry, that's not the only copy. Yeah. I love that the street artist did like a caricature of him. He's like on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's got like big ears and a big nose. <laughs> That'd be funny. And there's uh, there's lightning bolts and the dragon banner is on the sky across him, uh, behind him. So like the word's out that he's the dragon. Damn. He's like, oh, that looks a lot like me. That's a really good likeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's... I mean, I, I, like, maybe this is what it takes to get Rand to freaking admit the thing that everybody knows. <laughs> they had to broadcast it, like, a thousand feet off, <laughs> yeah. high yeah. across the sky. Uh, but, yeah, word's out. He's the dragon, and the people know he's the dragon, and, of course, everything's going crazy. And uh, he finally accepts it. He finally did. But he says, I will not be the dragon. I won't. I won't. Really? Does yeah. He, I thought he accepted it at this point. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my I, god, Rand. I, I, uh, the pattern weaves itself around you even more tightly. Maureen says, you need me more now than ever. I don't need you, he said harshly, and I don't want you. I will not have anything to do with this. I won't. Light. The dragon is supposed to break the world again to tear everything apart. I will not be the dragon. <sighs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, and even after... Oh, I'm going to say this again. Even after the heroes of legend (laughs) came from beyond the grave to tell him that he was the dragon. You're the dragon. You're Luce Theron. (laughs) Nah. Nah. But finally, finally, two books and five billion things later, he finally lets go of the hope that he would discover Tam really was his father. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Yeah. He's still hung up on that one, huh? It only (laughs) took two books and, like, you know, heroes coming back from beyond the dead and multiple death experiences. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Multiple conversations with the devil and with everybody (laughs) you could possibly converse with. Uh, But so they, yeah. And he goes out. To the Shinarans, and and they're still there, and they they basically say, well, when the dragon shows up, all oaths are forfeit, so we serve you now. Mm-hmm. Even Masema, the guy who hated him all along. Yeah. Now his bestie. Yeah, now his besties. Uh, so this is like going to be the core of his army, I suppose. There's uh, not very many of them, though, right? Just like one in like twenty or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just, just a little bit. Small group. Uh, but yeah, so he it's implied that he at the very end that he does decide to be the dragon. Right. Yeah, and Maureen um, gives us some insight into Fane, Patton Fane, 
what he mm-hmm. really was. Yeah, that's right. He's, yeah. he's still around. Yeah. Yeah, because after all this, this whole thing was about finding Pat and Fane. He didn't even show up. He, he wasn't even there. God, I know. That was frustrating. We didn't even see what happened to him. I thought he was gonna I thought that he was gonna be the you know, I didn't remember, but I thought he was gonna be the final battle in this. But nope, he's gone. Yeah. And Maureen says that if it had been him, he probably would have killed Brand, I guess. I don't know. I I guess. Uh but yeah, but what he is is he was a dark friend, and he did have his brain kind of programmed by the dark one. Right. But then also, he got some more death in him. And then maybe some Machin Shin also? Yeah, the, he definitely seems to have something with Machin Shin. So he's like all the evils. All the evils put together in one. Yeah. yeah. And we find out that Kyrian is in silver, is in civil war, and um, also she brings him a, he, she brings him some Quindilar? Some yeah, Hearthstone. The, the Hearthstone. They're, they're the seals. Yeah. Yeah, because Lord, High Lord Torak had two of them, and yeah. now they're both broken. Yeah. yeah. They, how did they get broken? Did they just get blown up or something? I, I think Lanfear. Well, they can't be blown up, right? The, the whole thing with Quindelar is it's nearly indestructible. But, oh, yeah. But, but it seems like the Forsaken are able to break one, because I think the Forsaken broke the one in the Eye of the World, and uh, now Lanfear was here, so I assume she's the one who broke the other two? Uh, I'm just imagining her showing up, like, throwing it on the floor, and <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> <laughs> Landfair was here, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> right on the wall. Yeah. So, chapter 50. After. This is really more of an epilogue, not really a chapter. Yeah. It's an icon of the Wheel of Time. So we see rumors and stories spread of the, the march of the dragon reborn. That's the end of the book. Yeah. yeah. I actually like this passage at the end. And men cried out to the creator saying, O light of the heavens, light of the world, let the promised one be born of the mountain according to the prophecies. As he was in ages past and will be in ages to come. Let the prince of the morning sing to the land that green things will grow and valleys give forth lands. Let the arm of the lord of the dawn shelter us from the dark and the great sword of justice defend us. Let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? No, I think that's it. Anything about the books as a whole? Um, you know, it's. Uh... I think when it's good. It's pretty damn good, and when it's bad, it really, really drags. Yeah, there were there were there were parts of this book that were really fantastic, and I really enjoyed reading. And then there were whole chunks that were just boring to read. There were, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of yeah, just conversations where nothing happens. Yeah, I think he sucks at conversations. He does a really excellent job when it comes to like battles and action scenes. Yeah, yeah, like the I think. The this the bit with the heroes was like the highlight of the book. That yeah. was so cool. Yeah. I that was a good ending. Yeah, right. I would have loved to have heard more about what the different we didn't people actually were doing. Get like a first real first person view of what the heroes were doing. No, it was just focused on Rand fighting Balzaman. Yeah, yeah. Which were... he's already done a billion times, so that's not interesting. It's mm-hmm. interesting because the way that he wrote it, this epic battle was like the background to some kind of boring events. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, while while the Falm is burning and there's like these these heroes of legend destroying the armies of the Shan Chen, Min is like snuggling with Rand. That's that's what's happening, you know? No, oh, you're right. That is what was happening. <laughs> Min was like trying to decide whether she really liked Rand or just sorta of liked him. Yeah. I I definitely wouldn't have minded seeing just a little bit more of the the antics of the heroes of legends. Yeah. Yeah, that's it may be the case that if there were more of them, they would be stupid. But yeah. I want to see, like, what's Gaidal Kane into, you know? Fighting with two swords? I mean, are they are they going to be characters in the next book? Because uh, I'm assuming they don't just disappear, right? I think they do. I think they go they? away. Oh, I think they go away. But they're, they're not forever. Okay. Something interesting. 
So uh, I don't know if this is accurate, but we have been we've been told up till now that the horn is bound to Matt or the, to the person who blows it until death. So yeah. Matt is the only one who can blow the horn now. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, you know, he's going to have to stick around. <laughs> Yay. Let's yeah. give it, let's have the most unstable guy. Yeah. Put his finger on the nuke. If my memory is correct, in book three, that's when Matt starts being cool. Okay. Uh, well, well, we'll see, right? I thought that was interesting, too, when Matt does decide to blow the horn, that there, there's no, like, discussion or thought about it. It's just Matt is the one who does it. Yeah, like, if I was there, I'd be like, fuck no, I want to be the one who blows the horn. That's awesome. You yeah, know? There, there's barely a discussion. He's just like, someone should blow the horn. And he blows the horn, <laughs> yeah. right? Nobody's like, Matt, blow the horn, right? He just yeah. does it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. huh. Matt, there's no second level to Matt, right? He's all right there on the surface. We need to blow the horn? Okay, I'm blowing the horn. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if there was this moment where everyone's like, oh, well, I'm too late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Oh, damn, well, all right. Taverin. Taverin. Okay. So that's it for this episode of The Dragon We Read. Uh, So we're going to, that was the last episode for this book. And we're going to take a little break uh, before we go on to season three with uh, book three of The Wheel of Time, which is The Dragon Reborn. uh, Which is, you know, finally we get the the reference that our our show's title is a name uh, name is a reference to. For those of you joining us who haven't read the books, (laughs) we're referencing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. Please share us with anybody you'll think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. And please like us in real life. We're very likable. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.